0: Welcome to episode twelve of the Sunday Conversation podcast, presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron. Across the table from me, that's Ben. Benny, how's your week, pal? Week was great.
1: Episode twelve uh, divided by whatever that gives us uh, three months.
0: I know it's I, you know it's funny you should say that because before we jumped on here, I was just thinking that it's like it's crazy that this is twelve weeks old already. Like, I mean, it kind of feels like we've been doing it for a while, but. Um, I don't know. 12 weeks seems like a lot. What uh what would you say you've learned about the podcast game in 12 weeks? Um
1: I would say that uh definitely just like the I don't know, the confidence, the confidence like factor of of podcasting, I guess, like there's really no there's nothing to be like scared of, you know. I remember like episode 1, I was like pee in my pants
0: but uh, <laughs> I, it's like it's it's funny if you go back and watch that first instagram clip we posted from before we did episode one and it was like we were both like like athletes before a game like focused like laser focused just paying attention when we had to do and then now it's just like we shoot the shit for four seconds and we're like all right should we go all right let's go <laughs> you know
1: uh but no no it's definitely uh i don't know it's a cool it's a cool outlet um it's neat to to talk it's you know you'd be surprised you get you get more feedback than you think um you know whether it's close friends listening or or whatever but it's it's definitely a, um I don't know it's a cool way to portray a message or not really portray but just give a message it's like
0: convey is the word you're looking for. convey um yeah I agree with you it's uh it's definitely been an interesting experience. It's like somewhat cathartic. Like it's like, it's cool to have a platform to talk about stuff, but also like, you know, when I was talking about a couple of weeks ago, when I was talking about leaving California and like, like what my emotional state was at that point, like, I don't know that I'd ever really like gotten into that with anybody. Not that like I was scared to, but I it just never really came up. So like, I think there's like something cathartic about it. Um, but what you said about like the confidence factor definitely rings true. I mean, the first I don't know, probably four or five episodes we did, we fucking, you know, we'd write down all these notes, you know, pages and pages of notes. We would just send each other a million Instagram posts a week the stuff to talk about. You know, we talk on the phone probably a half hour every day. And now it's like we, we don't write anything now. We just you know, if we have something we want to talk about, we'll talk about it beforehand. But on that, you know, we just have been kind of rolling with it, so I think that's kind of cool. But I also think it's like more authentic to what you and I wanted exactly to, to be. That, you
1: know? I think, yeah, in the beginning, we were kind of just trying to be a little bit too structured, and yeah. uh, it wasn't what we were we we're trying to to do. Um, it was just supposed to be a conversation and talking yeah. about shit that that. You know, it doesn't necessarily not get talked about, but, you know, it may not get talked about. And, um, you know, that being said, it's, you know, here we are.
0: Yeah, I mean, case in point, the Investing 101 episode, our third episode, we recorded the whole thing once. And I think we have recording problems. We recorded it again. Neither of us liked it. And then we we sat there for like 40 minutes and wrote out the entire structure to the thing and recorded it a third time, which for that episode was kind of important. But, um, you know, it, 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 that's not the way it really should have been. I do have, I have a correction from that episode that I never made. There's actually been a couple things I've wanted to correct over the episodes. Let's do it. I don't do remember it. most of them. I don't remember. Well, there was the one we were talking about Libby's, the pastry shop in New Haven still open, not closed by the way. And Libby's is what it's called right across the street or right next to Frank Base. That place is great. Uh, the other one being when I talk about the SPY in the investing episode, the spider in, well, I called it an index fund. It's an ETF. It's not an index fund. Um, not all of Iceland runs on geothermal energy. Only about 60% of the country runs. on. Oh,
1: power. the blue lagoon was man-made blue,
0: blue lagoon is man-made yep um shit i don't know Not, if I, remember oh, any other ones.
1: <laughs> I had a couple in there too but i, I don't really i don't really remember it's them. funny
0: man you know it's funny to like record this and think you're like an authority and then I, you go back and look after it's like nope, that was wrong <laughs> uh,
1: the other thing though is is i i feel like for me it's more like we we have the episode whatever and then during a like a a rant we're having there was like one more point that was like a very good valid point that i needed to make or whatever and then you forget to make it and then you don't realize it until uh it's kind of dude i like oh
0: shit totally i'll be like laying in bed like on you know because we record this on saturdays and i'll be laying in bed on saturday night like thinking about the episode and i'll be like Oh, fuck, why didn't I bring up this when we were talking about this? like you know that would have made more sense there and um but it is what it is that's what that's what you get when you don't um you know write down every single second of what you're gonna say i don't I don't mean to toot my own horn, but you know beep, hey,
1: toot away that's why you have that's uh, why you have a platform, my friend
0: <laughs> so if if people recall a few weeks back I was on a tirade against you sucked ballpark. I sucked I still fucking hate Boeing. Um, I thought Boeing was going to have a really, really bad week when their earnings were announced and they didn't, they, they, their share price went up like $11 a share. And I lost, uh, about $800 on a thousand dollar trade. I made, um, an options trade, which, you know, would scare most people off. I took that as an opportunity to learn and pay attention. So, uh, last, the end of last week, I noticed that Penn national gaming, uh, Gambling outfit that also owns 36% of Barcelona Sports was steadily spiking. Uh, so I was looking at their options pricing. And when you buy options, there's an expiration date, right? So as the contract goes on and on and on, as you get closer to the expiration date, the value of it will continue to drop because of what's known as time decay or theta. Um as it gets closer to expiration, it'll drop. So if you buy short-term contracts, you have to move them quickly as well because every day you hold it, you lose more of the intrinsic value of the contract. So I started looking at some long range contracts and I saw that Penn uh, for October, for an October expiration contract had a $17 call, meaning I was betting that Penn gaming stock price would be above $17 a share, By October, whatever date it was, it was Friday in October. Um, And to buy that contract, the premium was 500 bucks. Because that's the way options contracts work. You buy the option to buy or sell 100 shares of a stock at a set price. Um, But you only pay the premium up front. You don't pay for the 100 shares up front. So it was 500 bucks. I paid $5 a share on 100 shares to buy the contract. I mean, I didn't expect Penn gaming to go through the roof in a week, you know, in the same time span, it went up 68%. So, you know, instead of just taking the money I had in front of me, I sold that contract for a thousand dollars, doubled my money, bought two more contracts, sold those two contracts for $1,550 that I paid $900 for. Then I bought three contracts that I paid $1,200 for, and I sold for 1800 bucks. So all in all, I took 500 bucks and turned it into about $2,100 in a week. So fuck you, Boeing. I was still right. Your business is shit. Daddy's back. Hey, my
1: favorite part about that story is, you know, for the listener, which I was just a listener, it sounded very um, like uh, like intelligent and like a lot of terms and a lot of, and a lot of different stuff, right?
0: Sure. Yep.
1: So you taught yourself how to do this in three weeks via Google?
0: Uh, I'd say like six a weeks. Month, like a month six and a half. Week. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. It's amazing. It truly is amazing what you can do with
0: your brain, huh? I mean, um, it's, it's such a risky game. Because options is, options is gambling. Options is, is, is just gambling on the stock market. So the difference between it and sports gambling though, is it's a little bit more like there's more information at your fingertips. If you're willing to look for it, you just have to understand kind of like the underlying principles of it. But yeah, I mean, a year ago at this time, I didn't have any of my personal money invested in the stock market other than what was in my 401ks. Um, So yeah, in the last you know, in January, I started investing and probably the last six weeks, I learned about options. And, and here we are, you know, turned up 400% profit in a week on one, one trade, basically.
1: Yeah, no, no. I mean, I think that's the whole gist of this podcast. It's like, you know, it's like, what are you doing in your free time to sort of whatever it may be, if you need a little extra income, like make some extra income, if you need to, you know, lose some weight, go for get some exercise it's like you know um I saw this really cool quote one time and it said something like uh like just imagine if you could if you right now Aaron Taylor could go back to um 1936 or like something way back you know and you have all this well supposedly you come from this technology like you know we would be like super advanced right so like the whole yeah. point of the quote was do you even know like are you up to date with where we are right now so that just say you had you went back in time would you even be able to explain this stuff you know what i mean like right. people are so like caught up in a fucking television show keeping up with the fucking idiots um that they you know what i mean they don't even know what we have in front of us so it's like if they went back in time and like they were this like godlike figure and had all this knowledge from advanced civilization what would they be able to say like what fucking size i don't know what I don't know what, how big one of the Kardashians asses are or something. You know what I mean? It's like, people are just so like caught up in like the reality TV bullshit that it's like,
0: they're not even living. Like, you know, I, I think the, like the key to, here's the thing, the weird thing about information, right? Like say, hypothetically, you were to get, you know, sent back a hundred years ago, whatever, 90 years ago how much control do you have of a subject can be, or how much control you have of a subject can be kind of determined on like your ability to explain it to somebody else and have them understand it. Right. Like there's so much stuff that we do today that I don't think anybody like truly understands the inner workings of. um, But we've just become so accustomed to it that it just makes sense to, to us in everyday life if you were to go back a hundred years, could you explain to somebody, you know, how to use Google explain to somebody how to use Google hundred years ago, well, they don't have computers, they don't have phones. So you'd have to explain every little step of that along the way to this person. And could you actually do it? So like, how do you actually understand the information that you're, that you're conveying to somebody? I heard, um, I was listening to a podcast of Elon Musk, uh, last, last weekend, I think. And, he was talking about um, they're working on a microchip that will go into your brain. The original idea for it is that it will it will help with brain problems. If you're a quadriplegic, it will be able to stimulate the nerves in the brain that will help with movement. All this stuff, you know, any. Uh, um, dyslexia, any any kind of brain issue that we don't currently have a solution for, theoretically, this you know putting your chip in your brain would work. Now, obviously, I know you and I are on the same page of I don't want anybody putting a microchip in my brain. But there was one part of it I found interesting, um, and he said, you know, if everybody has these things in their brain, you'd be able to. Um, communicate ideas flawlessly and seamlessly between each other. Because one of the biggest problems that we have as humans is the human brain is extremely complex in the sense that the way it processes information is significantly uh, more advanced than a lot of other species on the planet, most species on the planet. The problem we have is then telling somebody else that information and getting them to understand it because You have to compress the information in your brain, figure out a way to communicate it to somebody in a way that they'd understand by putting it in the terms that they'd understand. They then have to decompress it in their brain to fully understand it. So like, it's this thing where when we explain complicated ideas to each other, they lose some of the information because we just aren't good at conveying complicated ideas to people, if you get what I'm saying. Totally. So I think... I think we just live in a time where people like take the things that we have around us for granted. They don't actually understand how they work. And, you know, I'm fucking guilty of it too. I don't know how a lot of this stuff works, but there's like a level of like, you know, own some information and, uh, and see what you can do with it. Yeah, no, totally. And and that even kind of like
1: segues into like another point I have, which obviously like, um, I'm like a handy person. Um, I, I grew up building fences with my dad. Um, my, gra- you know, my grandfather was a farmer. Yep. Bo- both of them, you know, like I've always been able to like build things, um, kind of understand how things are built, and that. So it's like to the average person they'd be like, oh, like, you know, Ben, you can, you know, it's it's different. Like I don't know how to do that kind of stuff or right. whatever. So here's my, here's my counter to that. Cause it pisses me off more than anything in the world. We as people, and I'm not saying everyone, we don't like, we don't um, examine shit enough. Like sure. the simplest thing, like the other day I was, we're, we're moving some stuff out of a house. Okay. And there's some desk drawers. And the first thing anyone wants to do is just pull on the desk drawer and yeah. obviously there's there's a, a stop on it yeah you know what i mean and and it's like oh i i can't get the drawer out just right. like immediately like there's never like we're as a society we're just so quick to be like oh i i don't know I, i'll just i'll ask someone else oh no, someone I can't do it because because right. the guy who built the desk was here helped like taking stuff apart yeah and they're like oh i'll just ask you know jerry and uh i'm like what the fuck look at the thing. So I look, you know, I pull the desk drawer out and there's these two little black clips and you just press down on the clip and you, you pull up on the other clip and bada bing, the drawer slides out. You know what I mean? But it's just like, there's not even a, like, there's not even an, an intent to like, want to figure anything out. Yeah. So it just like, blows my mind. And I think we've talked about it before, but like, like there's there's always gonna be work for people who are willing to work because like for literally sure. somebody somebody would have hired someone to come take that desk drawer out because, you know, that's that's the the world we live in. It's like, oh it's, I can't do it. It's it, it it um oh too much too much for me to handle. Like, yeah. like let's let's throw in the towel as quick as possible and like you know, so that's why I like, you know, I remember like when I was working with my, with one of my buddies down in, in Texas, I, w- I would be like, Hey, before you ask me, like, the, or like, Hey, I can't do this, just like look at it, examine it. You know what I mean? Look at the working parts. Like, look at, look at all of, all of what you're, you know, work, like if you need to, you know, whatever change a light bulb for your grandma and there's like you know something in the way whatever it may be it could be the simplest thing it's just like look just look at it and see you know what I mean don't be so scared to like
0: just you know and also also know that there's Multiple options. Yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You got a you got a Google machine in your pocket.
0: I don't. I don't know what you just said in in that story that 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 diatribe there that made me think of this. But I remember I was working. I worked one day for Maico, your dad's fencing company. One day. Um, it was a Monday because back in the day <clears throat> when I was still working for my grandfather. I would rotate either having Sunday or Monday off with my step up, my step my aunt. Um, and I had a Monday off and our buddy Colby, shout out the troops, um, had hit me up and he's like, Hey, I got to go take down this chain link fence up at Yukon. Do you want to come give me a hand? Like Michael pay you cash. And I was like, sure. Mike being your dad. And so
1: I go up. Oh, great. Now he's going to get, he's going to get audited for tax fraud.
0: I don't even think I took the money, Mr. (laughs) IRS. (laughs) wink, wink. Um, so <laughs> I go up and we're taking down this fence around. Um, it was around like, like behind uh, the hockey rink. There's like that baseball field behind the hockey rink. So we're taking on this fence. Colby starts at one end of it. I start at the other end and we start going and he's, I, you know, obviously he'd been fencing for a while. He's blowing me out of the water and I'm sitting there and I'm taking the fence ties off by like, with with the uh, pliers or whatever, like grabbing one end of it and like you know unwrapping it like slowly, and so and we get to the point. We, a little, like, yeah, we get close enough to each other, and he's like, "Oh, dude, like if you just grab the whole thing and crank it, like it'll come off that much faster." And I was thinking to myself, like, "Here I am thinking like this is the only way to do something," and then you know my buddy who's been doing this for a while shows me this trick that's a thousand times easier, a thousand times faster. Uh, but yeah, that was. That's why I can right. like collar as you jobs. <laughs> right,
1: I know, but I'm saying as soon as you got that, then you understood it. You know what I mean? And, yeah. If and, I ever had to
0: take a chain link fence down again, I'd fucking that should be down in two seconds.
1: Yeah, dude. Fucking. Yeah, man. Fence. I love fence. A lot of sarcasm in that right there, but uh, no. Um. Yeah, dude. Fencing taught me uh, everything about life. Literally. Because you have some of the most miserable days, but then at, at, like at the end of them, it's just, it's like satisfying that, you know, you know, you, you, you got something accomplished and, you know, hopefully it looks good and, and you can, you know, feel good about your work. But um, yeah,
0: I mean, that's, I think that's it, right? Like there's a lot of times where like me, you know, I get paid a hundred percent commission, right? So I, you know, it's, it's very much a job where you're rewarded for how hard you work, but not always. As, as weird as that sounds like, not always like, and, and I, what I mean by that is there's a lot of times you're rewarded if you don't work, even if you don't work hard and by that. I mean, you know, I have a job where I have 143 accounts, you know, I, I communicate with almost all of them every week. And you know, if they, if, if I don't go see an account and he needs something, he's still going to call me and order it and I still get paid, you know, I still get the commission for it. So even though I didn't necessarily do any hard work to get that sale, um, you know, I still got paid for it. Now I like to my think, like think of myself as a pretty hard worker and I don't mind putting in the extra work and the hours after I get home and all that stuff. But the point of all this is there aren't a lot of days where I get home from work and I feel like, like satisfied about what I accomplished that day. Uh, I think part of that's, I'm my own toughest critic and I always think I can do more. But the other aspect of it is like with a physical labor job, like fencing, like you feel tired, you feel like the physical nature of the business and you're like, okay, like I feel good. Like I I'm tired. I know I accomplished stuff today. You know, I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to go to bed and you know, we'll get back after tomorrow. Where with my job, it's like, I might feel mentally exhausted. Like I remember December last year, I was fucking reaching the end of my ropes towards the end of it um, because I was mentally exhausted, but you don't get the same physical, like satisfaction. Well,
1: all right. True. But I'll, I'll also, um, I'll go against that because mental anguish or mental stress or whatever is 10 times, like you get 10 times more tired. I don't know, really 10 times, but you get significantly more tired from working your brain than working your body. So for you, I would say like, or meaning like, so like the way you say, sometimes you, you come home and you don't necessarily feel like you like physically did something. Right. To me, I, I, the way I look at that though is like here now you are using your brain at, you know, for, for work and your yeah. job, you know what I mean? And you're not killing your body. And then like for you, 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 you enjoy other things, so like you know, if your walk with Sasha mm-hmm. is what is you know what I mean. If you can feel happy or or like content, I guess what was the word we were just using, like um, convey. No, 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 no. I'm saying like, <laughs> it, it, if you're coming home from a manual labor job, like you feel no. like a sense of like satisfaction and like oh I just got something done. Right. Well, you also just beat the shit out of your body all day. Right. You know what i mean so if you're coming home from your job and you're like okay well i did my job today but now you have i guess still some energy to go do your own thing like for yourself you know what i mean i think that also is you know because i feel like a lot of like those construction jobs it's like dude let's call a spade a spade it's like a lot of drinking you know what i mean people they're fucking gassed at the end of the day they whatever they've been holding the jackhammer all day. It's like the last thing you want to do is come home and like be active and like go for a run or like a walk or a bike ride or something. It's like, you know, a lot of times you're like coming home and and like whatever, getting on the booze or, or, you know, whatever. And, and, and just kind of going to bed and then waking up the next day and, and kind of, you know, you see it all the time. I mean, there's, there's road construction going on right now you know all over the place and it's like i see the same exact guys every single day yep and it's like they don't look like thrilled they don't look happy one bit it's like you know i don't i bet there's not much like satisfaction for them at the end of the day like oh i just you know what i mean it's like oh i just flagged you know whatever cars all day and then you know i don't know there's a lot of like Sitting around, too. I guess you could say. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, so. being a state wor- being a state worker is you know that's that's goals right there. Being a state worker. Um, Fuck that. <laughs> no, I mean you're right. You're totally right. Like I, you know, I I'm the type of person that you know the first thing I do when I get home, weather permitting, is I take the dog to the park. It's the first thing I do, literally every day, unless I unless I have another engagement. Uh, or, you know, it's pouring rain or whatever. But it's the first thing I do when the gyms are open. I go to the gym, you know, three, four days a week. Um, so I like to put in the physical effort, but that's me. I'm, I've, I am I've have this, like, weird thing where I think, like, people who don't take care of their bodies at the age that we're at. Like, Health is what wealth, are you doing? baby. Well, Health is wealth. The other part of it, too, is you're never going to look better than you do right now. We're right. all aging. Totally. You're slowly decaying. So why wouldn't you... Make it so you look as good as you possibly can during the prime of your life, as opposed to being like, hey, "Oh, I've let hey, my hey, best years get hey, by time me, out."
1: Know? Time out. Let's let's backtrack that because I don't want I don't want people to think that you're just this like narcissist. You don't mean look the bet as good as you. You're just saying like you're in the best shape. Like take advantage of the best. Yeah, shape, yeah, yeah. Like right? this, like, like
0: it's not about like how you look. You know what? No, I No, mean? no, no, no. But like I mean, good, good, good. Point there. Um, I mean, like your metabolism is the fastest it's ever going to be. It's only going to slow down. You have the your body's going to recover faster now than it's going to in ten years. Like your ability to it enhance your, your ability to be healthy is right, is, right. Is, is it's much easier right now. So
1: yeah, exactly, I totally, dude. You're hundred percent, million percent right. And that's you know, that's why it's like okay, you you you're right here. Uh, yeah, you start putting shit off you know, once again, every week we're able to like, we can tie into mindset. You know what I mean? If you can just like, turn that dial the tiniest bit, right? Like, okay, Hey, I could sit here on the couch and watch the show, or I could just sit here, watch the show, do a couple push-ups, do some air squats. You know what I mean? It just takes the slightest bit of thing. Next thing you know, your endorphins are 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 more engaged inside your body yep. you, you literally your metabolism starts running faster um like all these things happen once you start becoming active and it's like yeah you know it just takes that little bit to start or whatever you know what I mean it's like we've all been there like we've all been in like a spot where like you know I'm tired like life is hard boo boo, boo, yeah. boo, boo, boo you know what I mean and it's like. But if you, if you put in that little bit of effort to start working out, I think you truly, and it doesn't even need to be like working out, just being active, anything like it truly will start to change your whole entire mentality because things inside your body are working or, or, you know, burning or, or doing things that they were just you know, like we've said before, if you don't use it, you lose it. You know, and it goes for anything. It's like your bicep, you know, your freaking, your calf muscle. It's like, yep. you know, if you're just sitting there doing nothing or, you know, it's not going to be great for you long-term. And then next thing you know, you're, you know, in the later half of your life and, and then you're like, oh, I got to start working out or whatever. And it's like, it's no way to be, it's just might as well get into a little routine now. And then you're, you're
0: whatever. It's just, it, and it's, it's so much better for like the connectivity of your body. Like it's good for your mental health. It's good to have the endorphins flowing through your brain. Like it's good to also like, you know, it, it's good for self motivation because like it directly translates to other aspects of your life. Like if you're the type of person that like, you know, wakes up on a Saturday morning, you know, like I do. Right. So when the gym's open, normally on a Saturday morning, it will change because of this podcast, but you know, what I would do is I'd wake up at seven, I'd make breakfast, I'd make coffee and I'd sit, you know, I'd sit at my kitchen table till eight thirty, nine o'clock. I wasn't in a rush, but then I go to the gym, you know, I'd work out till like 11. I usually would go grocery shopping right after I'd come home, I'd grab the dog, I'd take her to the park. We'd do anywhere from three to 10 miles. And then like, it's like, you know, two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon. And I'm like, all right, I feel fucking great. I've accomplished a shit ton today. I'm going to take a fucking nap because I want to, you know, like there's a, there's a level of like a siesta accomplishment, a siesta. So side note, as someone who spent a little time in Italy, siesta is the greatest fucking thing ever. We need siesta in America like immediately, just everything shuts down for two hours. You just go home, take a nap, have lunch at home. Like it's, fucking the tits um yeah dude that,
1: it does i mean hey but if you're waking up at at ten thirty, you can't have a siesta
0: no right you a okay, no siesta people? for you <laughs> um but but anyways to bring that thought full circle um just like that that ability to get over the hump of like actually getting yourself out the door to go do something active. It doesn't even have to be going to the gym. It could be whatever the fuck. Hey, I
1: got a quick tip. All right, Aaron, Mr. Mr. Gravity. If you stand up all day long, where, where, all right, all right. Back check. What's, what's the most important organ in your body? Your brain. Okay. So if you're standing all day long, okay. Blood flow. Where, where ideally, where, where would your blood mostly be? Or if you know, the lower half of your body, right? Okay. So quick tip. If you want to energize yourself, get into a headstand, go into a headstand for a few minutes. Essentially it's taking good blood, fresh blood. It's going down into your brain because of gravity and it's giving you a whole new boost um it's like you know it it's truly uh it's like whoa like if you can learn to kind of get into a headstand for a little bit it's a it's a great way to uh get some free energy
0: are you still are you still doing yoga
1: yeah I mean I I definitely do yoga but I mean I don't like I don't go to classes or anything I'm just I just use uh I mean my for all you that don't know my mom um, owned a yoga studio she's a pretty gangster yogi so basically I just you know learned from going to all her classes so I, I, right. I have my little routines I do I probably don't do enough but I I, uh, I stay
0: limber um,
1: yeah. you know my mentals are good
0: it's all that matters I think what day, what day was we, whatever it was Tuesday or whatever and I was like how are your mentals man like Cause and you said how are your chickens? <laughs> um, but there is a thing. I mean, and you're not even the only person I talked to this week that I was like, "How are your mentals?" Like, I, I think, uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's me. I've been in like the best like mindset I've been in in maybe my life. Hey,
1: let's check it, dude. I think all this, everything that happened over the last few months, was a big time reset. I think a lot of. I think we got. I, I think we hit the little the reset switch for a lot of our our um, everyday um, workings. You know yeah, what I mean? No doubt. Um, uh, like, cause you were, I mean, dude, think about it. Like, we've talked about it a million times. So you and I were blessed to work through all this, right? Yep. So, on top of that, we also couldn't go do you know the things that we like to do, whether it be go- going out, hanging out. So it's like, we just, we just essentially reset our, our motives in terms of, okay, look, look at what you can do. Right. You know, cause like, look at you, you feel great right now. Like you didn't, awesome. you didn't miss like whatever, going to the bar a couple nights a nope. week, just to whatever. I know it's like, you know, it's obviously also part of your job and all that, sure. but you know what I mean? It's, it's like, whatever. everything that you needed to do, you still got accomplished. You got paid. Um, you were, you had more coming in, less going out. So now you're kind of like, you know, for the next while here, you're going to, you know, that's going to be ingrained in your mindset. It's like, Oh, well, I don't need to do that. I'm, I feel awesome by not doing that. Why would I revert back to my, to my old ways? And then like you said, you know, what, what else did you do? You, uh, learned a new little gig, made yourself a couple extra months of, of literally of rent. You know what I mean? Like still got, have your money coming in, you know, all these different things that for the positive, you know, and, and like we talked about, you know, the great awakening and, and, um, it probably helps that you're already a bit awake, but, and then use this as a, as a springboard or whatever. But um, yeah, dude, if you took advantage of this time, it was probably one of the most crucial times of the, of a millennial's life in terms of uh, getting back to, to, you know, the grindstone, if you will. I mean,
0: we, we talked about it obviously like very early on in this podcast, but like how, like, you know, the best way to kind of like, make it through this time and you know i i don't know i think when we first started this thing like we really wanted people like we really wanted the podcast to be like people seeing us grow it from scratch right from from starting from nothing which which we have to agree i mean you've, you've seen us evolve now over 12 episodes but you know one of the things we were kind of preaching was like taking advantage of this time and i thought that it would have been disingenuous of us to not like actually practice what you preach, you know, to be like, oh, like take advantage of this time, learn, learn about the stock market, learn about the economy, you know, you know, take care of your mental space, you know, do some, we said all that. And like, it would have been disingenuous of us to not do it. But I don't know about you. I didn't do any of that stuff. Because I was like, oh, you know, people that listen to the podcast are going to hold me accountable. I did it because like, I saw the opportunity and wanted to take advantage of it. And here we are. And when I say like, I'm in a good headspace. I mean, like, literally the best headspace I've been in, in years. Like my financial situation is great. And of course, like we said, I've been working this whole time, very blessed for that. But like, you know, I've learned a fuck ton just about life in general during this time span. I've forced myself to get outside of my comfort zone during this whole thing. And because of that, I feel fucking great. Like, I feel great starting to get a little bit of a milk body because you know, there's only so much body weight shit you can do, but I feel fucking great. And I just hope that people, instead of just focusing on the negativity or the, you know, the fucking reality TV, like you were talking about, or shit that would have no long-term bearing on their life, were able to find some like level of positivity in this whole thing and, you know, work on themselves in whatever avenue of their life it may have been.
1: Yeah, man. And I mean, you couldn't have said that better. It's just like, you know, it's, we're all in this world. You know what I mean? We're all here and it's like right now the vi- you know I, I can you know I, you can feel it through the computer man it's like the yep. vibes you're putting out like you put those vibes out to society as as like things start opening back up and it's just like you know you watch what starts coming your way you know what i mean it's like yep. what comes around is all around um, you know
0: it, it's fun- <laughs> fu- it yeah what comes around is fun- <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. You break you're still breaking Fuck. in that breaking in that new tongue still, huh? Um No, no, not, it's from Trailer Park Boys. What comes oh, around shit. goes around. Um no, it's it's funny. I used to always uh you know, people would be like, Hey, you know, how you doing? And I would always always say living the dream, right? That's like a like a it's not a liquor industry joke, it's just a you know joke people make in general. But I used to always be like, you know, living the dream. And then I, people would always say, oh, yeah. And I, my joke would always be, well, it's somebody's dream somewhere. I didn't say it was mine. That was always my thing. Like in the last six months, though, I don't know when it started. I was just like, people be like, how you doing? I'd be like, I'm great, man. How are you? And then it's like that almost like manifestation of like always telling people I'm great, even if I'm not like has made it to a point where now like I feel like I'm fucking great. Right. And then to add on to that, it's like you know, what's the
1: old saying? It's like, um, okay, hey, like, you know how you always call us idiots in the podcast. Well, yes. maybe we should change that. Maybe we're not idiots because if we say it enough, it, we become that. But we are idiots, so we don't we, wait we, we, it. we are idiots. Uh, um, but like I was going to say, it's like, okay, so if you are constantly like, oh, hey, how are you? I'm great. Yeah. Even if you're not great, maybe you'll be like, wait a second, why am I not great? Like there's right. a billion things that could be going wrong right now. Like I really am great in the grand scheme of things. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're tricking yourself into like being appreciative, you know, being grateful, all that. And it's like, you know, that's what it's all about. Be thankful in life. And like, I mean, shit, dude, like you just said, we're, we're, uh, you know,
0: you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're literally, and we can wrap it up with this because we've been talking for a while now, but you're literally given two options to look at any situation, two basic options. There may be more, but you either look at it through a positive light or a negative light. I mean, that's it. It's as simple as that, you know, and, and there may be negative negativity within a situation that you look at, analyze, and appreciate, and, you know, then move past but you get two options when you look at any situation, positivity or negativity. And depending on what you choose, it's going to dictate, you know, what your mental space is like. So at the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an optimistic realist, I would say. And I just like to look on the bright side of things and, and you know, the more attention you give to negativity, the more time you're wasting of your own.
1: Yeah, man, that's a, that's a great point. And, uh, I mean I think I think we're at a uh I think we're at a healthy spot in terms of of where we are and and what we're uh what we're trying to accomplish with this in terms of I mean yeah we have a podcast but like you and I were talking the other day like how much has this helped you and I right you know what I mean cuz like you know we say something we obviously believe it because yeah. we we say it but then we like I mean, I feel like I start. I'm. I've been acting on
0: things more. You know what I Same. mean. Like. Yep. So. Um.
1: Yeah. Well, man. Plus, just.
0: Yeah. Like, well, just one other thing. Like, and how often? Like, obviously, you and I talk like this, and you and I talk like talked like this prior to yeah, us uh, starting we, this thing. Why we started. it. Right. Like, but how many other like people can you realistically say? Say you have a hundred friends that you have conversations like this with, or or it's not just some. Brainless fodder about you know whatever you you may have seen in the news or on Instagram or whatever like that's the majority of conversation right It's just like useless nonsense to make small talk more or less like how often do you have like an, a like an involved intricate conversation with somebody like this like not very often I mean even myself like not very often
1: no I mean I really i don't and I think maybe that was another reason why we kind of started it because i I don't really have i mean I have a couple you know, I got a, a couple friends that I would say that, you know, I can get pretty deep with in terms of whether it's like, you know, spiritual or, um, you know, whatever it may be business. Um, but you're not, that's like, you know, one or two, you know what I mean? Or, or, you know what I mean? Or it's like, but, uh, like the whole, you know, it's like you and I, we were talking, we were having this conversation and it's like, I mean, we literally would call each other on Sunday because that was our day off, yep. and and then like talk about the week, and it, it it then it it was like more of like this. Well, wait a second, it's like it's bigger than this because there's there's like there's legitimate like topics that are coming up that like you know that that no one really like kind of talks about sort of like you know and it's just like um it, it it just like gave us this opportunity to like well shit man why don't we talk about it because you know it's like why not like literally yeah. and it like and then from there it was like shit we were you know like the start of the start of the sunday conversation we were like trying to come up with these like ideas of like oh let's let's you know pen it out on paper and but you know that really wasn't the point of it the point of it it wasn't working for
0: us right
1: the point of it was just to to literally talk and then there there are points in this that anyone can relate to Um, yeah
0: I think there's like this like taboo around like like almost like male emotional vulnerability and I don't and I don't mean that like either neither you nor I have been like extremely vulnerable at points in this in this during this podcast and I think that's I think that's because you and I have like a you know a good self-analysis of our mental state and we work on that ourselves but I think there's like this like unnecessary like taboo around American males like being open with how they feel about something and it's just kind of always been that way and I don't mean like you know, like crying or like being like, you know, down on yourself. But the simple fact of the matter is we all go through that shit. You know, we all go through situations where we're not in good mental spaces and we have this taboo that it's not cool to talk about it. And like, you know, find a friend that will be there for you if, you, if you're in a negative mental state and you need to get shit off your chest because there is something truly cathartic about just being able to fucking say what you need to say.
1: Yeah, dude. I think, uh, that's a fucking great, great way to end it, bro. Fucking um, A,
0: buddy. Um, well, we'll catch back up next week. Uh, good chat, buddy. Love ya.
1: Love you, man.